Can early treatment induce remission in children born with HIV? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior Vice President and Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. When given antiretroviral therapy within the first 48 hours of life, infants born with HIV may achieve medication-free remission by age two. The ongoing Phase 1-2 Impact P1115 study published in the Lancet HIV analyzed 34 infants or at least 34 weeks gestational age at high risk for interuteral HIV-1 with untreated maternal HIV-1, designated as cohort 1 and 20 infants were receiving preemptive triple antiretroviral prophylaxis outside of the study designated as cohort two. Researchers found that the estimated probability of maintaining undetectable plasma RNA through two years was 33% in cohort one and 57% in cohort two. Among infants who maintained virological control through week 108 of the study, 64% in cohort 1 and 71% in cohort 2 had no detected HIV-1 DNA. At week 108, 83% of the infants in cohort 1 and 100% in cohort 2 tested HIV-1 antibody negative. Among both cohorts, 19% of the infants met all the criteria for pausing treatment. In our next story, we learn from a study published at the 2023 annual meeting of the American Epilepsy Society has demonstrated that seizures can independently predict cognitive decline. The analysis of 17,380 cognitively healthy participants and 15,928 patients with mild cognitive impairment found that after adjusting for age, sex, race, and education, those with epilepsy experienced a 65 to 70% faster cognitive decline than those without epilepsy over the 14-year study period. While seizures predicted early conversion time from normal cognitive to mild cognitive impairment, they were not associated with conversion from mild cognitive impairment to dementia. Further, patients with cardiovascular risks were over 20% more likely to experience cognitive decline than those without cardiovascular risks, even after adjusting for epilepsy. And finally, we learned that all patients treated for multi-system inflammatory disease in children, or MISC, warrant cardiology follow-up. This according to a study published in Pediatrics. Among the 69 children studied, 54% showed evidence of myocardial injury during acute illness. Of these patients, 46% had one or more abnormality on cardiac MRI, 12% had abnormal ambulatory rhythm monitoring results, and 82% had a reduced functional capacity on cardiopulmonary exercise testing, or CPAT, at six months post-illness. Of the patients without apparent myocardial injury, 52% had one or more abnormality on cardiac MRI, 4% had an abnormal ambulatory rhythm monitor result, and 73% had reduced functional capacity on CPET at six months post-illness. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pbroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing Medical News Roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? 
Thanks today to Gabrielle Mastello for selecting and editing our stories and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.